0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast, episode 276. I am your co sorry, I scared Elsie. I am your, she was over here grooving, and I said, I am, and she startled. I'm sorry. I am your co-host, Jessica Kaufman. With me, as always, the lovely and very Hispanic, Elsie Escobar, and uh, our producer, John Domingo. Hello. How are you guys doing today?
1: Pretty good. Although I still like trying to understand the difference between. I'm not, I, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm just going to lay it out here because I've been studying it for a while, but we do not have to go down this rabbit hole. We can continue with the show. But I don't really like the term Hispanic myself. I just don't Latina. like Latina.
0: I'm sorry. I like Latina, Latina better. I, you I actually look more Native American today than you do Hispanic, but it's probably the. The longer hair, the and longer then like, hair. You're you're wearing a rather earthy type top that makes me think of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Also, the glitter in your hair does not help you look more Latina. Um, it makes you look more Native American to me. Um, maybe it's a feather in my feather reference. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say it because you know sometimes when I'm introducing you, I I have to think on the fly of an adjective that I haven't used before, and there are a well, few. That's
1: right. There you go.
0: I, maybe I should just have like a list of adjectives next to me when I start the show so I can just pick one for each of you. That maybe. Great. I guess Patrick didn't like that. I'm sorry. Was that offensive? She does look more Native American than Hispanic today to me. I probably look more like someone's grandmother than a 45 year old <laughs> woman to you. And I'm cool with it. We look like what we look like. Que sera sera. And I hope that was in both male and female gender. Oh my language.
1: God. Boom. Okay. All right. So, so um,
0: I kind of just,
1: well, well I, I, before we continue with the what's ups and all that stuff, I really do want to really quickly have you all go if you haven't already, because it's happening, I think, when we release this episode all the tomorrow, the day after. Podthon is happening. No, uh, oh, it's this weekend. Guys- well, that's what I'm saying. When we release the show, it's the day after. It's like the day
0: after. Right. Right. Right.
1: Yes. So Podthon 2020 is starting. Our friends have put it together. They have worked very, very hard. It is a virtual summit for podcasters that is July 18th and 19th. The schedule is includes over 30 speakers and they have two keynote panels, including podcast event organizers like Podfest and Afros and audio and podcast news publications. So you guys, if you listen, I'm asking all of you people who are listening right now, if you don't buy a ticket, I'm going to be very angry with you. So everybody needs to go buy a ticket. I don't care if you go. I don't care if you attend. I don't care. Buy she a don't ticket. don't care, y'all. No, she just don't buy a ticket. care. That is it. Link in the show notes.
0: She don't care. Link in the show notes, but it does not actually link to, I'll fix the link because you linked it to the. Article it's and then an people buy dude, tickets. You will, no. no,
1: yeah, but buy tickets, tickets, patton.com I think it is.
0: Yes. Anyway, right, it's hosted by the Asian American Podcasters Association and women of color podcasters. So it's really important that we support them. And also, you know, there's so much we can learn from the speakers that they have. They have amazing speakers. Yep. Um, and it's going to be really cool. So please sign up or Elsie will find you and she will rip <laughs> your eyes out. <laughs>
1: I will, y'all. I'm gonna be yeah, I'll I'll be sneaking into your ears and I'll I'll go like this. When you're listening to other people's podcasts. Did you already buy
0: Python tickets? Python tickets. She Python acts so tickets. nice, but it's all a ruse, I ruse.
1: tell you. Yeah, not all, all the kinds of stuff. Anyway, other than that though, moving on to catching up on things. Um, we are gonna be doing some special stuff that's happening with the She Podcast Super Squad, the Sue... What I feel is happening with our She Podcast Super Squad is that it's becoming extra. So it's She Podcast Extra. Like, seriously, if you guys go look up why people use the term extra right now as of, uh, you know, what, in the past, what, decade, five years? I don't know. Extra has become a thing. Um, Look it up. And that's what's going to describe our She Super Squad. That's actually pretty accurate. We will be Extra will be extra. Yes. So, um do you want to say a little something about what's happening with our She Podcast Super Squad, uh, y'all?
0: Yeah, I can tell you that okay, so uh, what I'm trying to build in our membership um currently is very similar to if you if any of you attended the live event or even if you didn't but you had a virtual ticket, um the the mobile app had a lot of fun Things that normal conference apps don't have. You could, um, oops, I'm banging things. You could upload photos like as you were doing things. You could poke and, and message other people. I don't remember if you can use gifts, but I'm trying to create a membership where we you can you can you remember you could create your own like meetups. This is going to be very similar where you can have the Asian Association of Podcasters, you can have the Women of Color Podcasters, and you can have newbies and you can have people who podcast about health and wellness and you can make them yourself. You don't need um an administrator to group you. You can group yourselves. Um and then you can have your own little convos within the groups. You don't need to always participate in the larger forms, but the larger forms are there as well. Um you can use gifts, emojis, and images when messaging other people. You can upload documents. It has other functionality that I'm not I've been thinking about whether or not I should allow. For example, uploading documents you can upload documents to any forum and to any conversation you're having, but should you be able to like blog on your profile? I'm not sure, but I mean, I guess what would it hurt? It also could be sort of promotion-y. I don't know. I guess we'd have to discuss whether or not it's a cool thing. Like it's not, it doesn't hurt anyone. It does not like it. All it would show up in is like, it's. it also is kind of like Facebook in that it has like an activity feed where you can see like this person posted this, this person's friends with this person, this person uploaded a photo or a document or whatever. So it's very, very very interactive and i think that's what will keep people interested in using it over and over is that it's going to be a little bit of a social hub in addition to learning stuff also we're going to have all the things that we currently teach our qa um, etc will be within the membership and then also We are very lucky in that we've joined forces with Podhive and she offers a lot of one-on-one consulting and weekly coaching and webinars and stuff that she'll be doing for she podcasts as well. So really, really excited. I'm also excited that we have a sliding scale. I feel so good about that. I would have not, would not have been something that I. Like I was thinking, we would just have three levels, but also have three levels of access. But I love that we have three levels of pricing, but all the same access. I kind of love that. I would have never thought of it because my brain is so linear sometimes that I just don't think about. I know your brain is the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) You're 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 like always on the sidelines, going, "How can I fuck this up a little bit?"
1: (gasps) Oh my gosh, you want to see how crazy? You want to see something complete? How I've been like this since I was in high school
0: sure. Okay, I'm gonna have
1: to show you. No, this is totally not related to what we were just talking about, of course, at all. But it has to do with innovation. Because when I was growing up, we didn't have very much money. Like so we couldn't really buy the things that most people buy, like the normal everyday stuff that most people in the United States used to have access to when I was in school. I generally did not get. We were the people who got the free lunch when we went to school. Okay? That's who we were. So when I got to high school, we moved to a different place than where we were in before. We lived in this other house. But one okay. of the things that you get when you're in high school is you have to I was a varsity person. I went I was a a very you know, I was an athlete. I was in varsity starting when I was a sophomore and um and so I needed a Letterman jacket. And letterman okay. jackets are very expensive i mean i don't know if you ever tried to buy one but they're very expensive even back then they were very expensive jackets um and so my parents were like nope you can't get one because no so i was like the only person on the team that did not have a letterman jacket
0: that's so sad elsie
1: hold on i created one you want to see my my letterman jacket that elsie made i made this
0: i'm frightened but yes i would like to see it. and
1: my mom just sent it to me
0: it, is, it a is a spray denim jacket. jacket, acid wash, spray, bomber jacket with, hold on, did you make the whole jacket or did you just yes, take it? I embroidered jacket?
1: it. Look, look.
0: <laughs> she embroidered her name Escobar on the back, but cockeyed, not across the shoulders, but like slanted a little bit. So, it, and then also and then the B is slanted for what? For, What's the name of your high for school? For Drama.
1: And then I have my num all of my pins and stuff of all of the things that I lettered in. Wow, were all, all in here. I I added all of this stuff and I I embroidered my number and all of the things and the stuff that I when I went won the things. Yeah, so it's still here, y'all. Yeah. So I would show up every time we would go and play basketball or all of my sports. I would put my. <laughs> I was the only one wearing a jean jacket that was acid watch, Of handmade. course, because
0: everyone else had a green jacket. Yes, everybody else had a green and felt
1: watch. And then I would walk around, and of course, I felt so famous. And I, when I saw this, my mom sent it to me. She kept it, and I was like, oh, I was such a quirky
0: person. Ever since, yes, I've always been like, I'll do quirky. it my way. Quirky is accurate. So I also lettered in choir. And I got pins for – I mean I lettered early I think in it because I was an all-state choir in all-county and I got pins for that and stuff. But the difference between you and me is I refused to wear that letter. I was too embarrassed to have lettered in choir to ever tell anyone that I had done so because it wasn't athletic and I didn't have any kind of athletic ability to letter in anything. So I just hid it. I I, like pinned it up on my wall next to my bed and –
1: See, I had two. I have one on my back and one on my front. My sports. So you and lettered my, in drama. My and drama. And what, was the,
0: what was the sport? Basketball. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't what? even imagine you playing basketball.
1: Dude, I was I, like point guard. You're
0: kidding. I, was, I mean, you do have the longest arms of anyone I've ever met. So I guess that makes sense. You'd probably be great. And the longest legs, too. Yeah, very long legs. Like, I guess basketball is your, yeah, I, could t- I guess I could see that as your sport. It was basketball, but
1: I had I mean, to quit when I I was going to play in college, and then I decided myself to quit because it brought out the worst in me—the absolute worst. I would foul out every game because wow. I would get I would get into physical fights with the other. Girls. What I know? What? How? What? I, listen, I am insanely competitive. That's why I'm such a proponent of like everybody collaborate with each other because I stop that thing that happens in me really quickly. Because if I don't, it escalates very quickly to aggressiveness. And so when I am, when I was playing basketball, I would, oh my God, I I would come home and I had scratches all over my arms because girls are mean and we pinch and scratch each other. And I remember like being underneath the, the, the basket and having the girls just go like, beam and like, just like elbow me in the stomach. And then I would like sticking our butts out on each other. And like, we had like ball, like we would hold onto the ball and we would not stop. In fact, I cracked my tailbone because it was a jump ball and I would, I refused to let go of the ball and I, and she took me off my feet and I landed on my butt and I didn't put my hands down because I didn't want to let go of the ball.
0: Wow. It was not a good look, dude. Not a good look. Wow, that's so So impressive. hockey
1: would have been better for me.
0: <laughs> I played field hockey. Can you believe that? But I
1: yeah, I would uh, yeah. I played field I would, hockey
0: at a time in my life where I was not the least bit competitive and I was very good friends with a girl who was and I would just pass her the damn puck like I had no interest in competing with her. I was just like she was in every extracurricular thing I was in. She was in drama. She was in hockey. She was in debate. She was in um French club. And in each thing, I would just be like, this is your girl. She's going to lead the way. She's she wants to be the star. And I just allowed it because I didn't feel like competing with her. Some of it because I didn't think I could win and why bother. Right. And some of it was because I, it meant so much to her and it didn't really mean that much to me. So I was just like, I'll just be helping her win everything, I guess. <laughs> and then when I got older, like now I'm – the first time I became very competitive was when I was planning on going back to college and my, and my ex-husband's dad kept telling me I could never do it because I already had had Emily and he was like you could never do that it's too much work I think he was psyching me out but I was like what are you talking about he was like it's so much work and you already have a baby you'll never get that done and I was like what and I was like (laughs) I was furious furious so I went and and did it because I was so angry that someone told me I could not and I kind of have been that way ever (laughs) since
1: yeah that's the way that's where it all starts Stephanie said that she loved uh, field hockey as well because those sticks yeah. made the best
0: sound when hitting calves. Calves, yeah. What? Your calf. Your calf, your your legs.
1: Well, I know, but why would they hit the calves?
0: Because if you, if you miss the ball, you're hitting someone in the shin oh. usually, depending on which way you're going. My team used to, so we could intimidate the other teams, we would not shave our legs for a week. Because we thought if we looked more burly, then they would be intimidated. There's really nothing else we had. We were all like short and like kind of dainty. And like I grew up in a place where there's lots of big farm bred women in the outskirts of who we were playing. Like we were playing like Linganore High School and Catoctin High School. Like these women, they like milked goats on their way to school. So like we were just like, they're going to kill us. How do we and look you more that dangerous? Having hairy
1: legs and armpits would be. We had somehow... nothing much
0: else. We wouldn't wash our socks either. That's it. Dirty socks, shave legs. That's all you get. <laughs> I'm still the same height, so you can imagine how not scary I was. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> That's just awful,
1: dude. That's awful because it's like people would show up. Where did you want them to go? Like they, you can't even see their armpits. If you brush up
0: against them. No, not armpits, just our calves, right? Because if you brush Your up, if cow. we brushed up against them, if we brushed up against someone by accident or if they happened to look, we wanted them to know that we were beastly <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> and therefore not to be trifled with. <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's just like you said, like you, the girls are mean and intimidating and we were by far they the are. shortest team ever. We were so right. tiny compared. Girls are we were mean. like in the city, which by the way is not near any city. It was still right suburbia and not like the closest city is like washington dc i was at least 40 minutes from there but we were city girls that's right. what they counted as city girls because we didn't have our own farm or a 4-h club within a 20
1: 20- i think it's hilarious that you're like i'm just gonna let our, our hair grow on our legs do you think they would let their hair grow? like you had to do something different because you were saying they they have farms I'm sure they have burliness going
2: on. They were so much
0: bigger than us. They probably never got low enough to see our likes. They were so (laughs) much bigger than us. It was futile. I assure you it was futile. It was futile. (gasps) It's like it was like playing hockey against Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. Like every time. She's like six feet tall. Right. Like a man. Right. Trains every day like Drago and Rocky. Like that's who we were playing. It was terrible. It was frightening as hell. Yeah, whatever. It is scary. I mean, it, like, but anything to avoid being a cheerleader, you know, because that was definitely uncool in my school. Yeah, could do that. Yeah,
1: I never wanted that either. Cheerleaders alas, were
0: persona non grata in my school.
1: Well, no, ours were. You know, good. The same, same old, same old. Except if I were to audition for anything like that. It would have been the mascot. That mascot. Of course, would been, it would
0: be the mascot. Of course,
1: it well, would be the mascot because they were. They had these like we were bear cats. Which I still don't know exactly what those are. And so it was
0: green. It was a green. A bear cat? That is a stupid. Nu- what is that?
1: I don't know. It was a green something like scary. But not really because our mascots were two goofy, goofy girls. And I thought I could be a mascot. So like big, giant, fuzzy, green outfits. And then like makeup with ears.
0: So, again, nothing that my linear brain would ever go to (laughs) is to try out for the mascot, but also we were the Patriots, and there was no fuzzy head for that. You had to wear a colonial army outfit. What? That's dumb. It was a three-cornered hat like George Washington and a rifle. (gasps) Like, you know, fake. Yeah. You know, and then like a blue coat. Like, you had to dress up like a colonial... That fighter was ma- it was that's so not a fun stupid. mascot. that's very were they goofy were they just like, we the super like i will be very
1: serious about this
0: the, the mascot no but it yeah. had to be it clearly couldn't be a woman that's what i'm saying right? like i couldn't have tried out it was oh. a patriot oh look What's this a that's bear
1: a cat bear cat i guess
2: yeah it's a very bear cat. ferocious is that a bear cat that's what it says
1: oh scary but it's not green we had a green one a thanks lot. john now i know that that's a thing look at that
0: who knew all right i'll show you mine hold on so these have been the this is the like basically when i was a kid it kind of looked like that but like yeah tj thomas jefferson uh patriots and look he's angry and clearly fierce it's kind of a tool really but you don't see any you don't you don't see any chicks be wanting to be this mascot
1: No, no no it's
0: impossible anyway no. It's
2: ridiculous. Yeah. Although it would be nice to be a bear cat. I think a bear cat would be a good mascot. A bear a cat.
1: I mean, now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh, that was a nice Scary. mascot. It's just that our mascots at, you know, in the football games and stuff, they were, you know, they dressed with the fuzzy, they were like giant green plushies. Yeah. And they were goofy. There were two goofy girls who made funny things. And anyway, yeah. I liked yeah. 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 them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were cool.
0: Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to our sponsor, Memberful. shepodcast.com forward slash Memberful is where you can find them. They are a platform that allows you to send memberships, sell memberships to your audience, and they're used by some of the biggest creators on the web. You can build sustainable, recurring revenue by selling access to a members-only podcast. Um, it works with your existing hosting. You don't need to change your workflow. It's really easy for people to subscribe. And it also has like, you can do custom branding, Apple Pay, free trials, and it has everything you need to run a great membership program. So please check it out. Sheepodcast.com forward slash memberful, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L. So now we're moving to some news. Yes, we've got some really cool news. Let's do it. So. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news.
1: We got some more money being spent in podcasting. We do. We Look sure at this do. $325 million. With 265 million of cash up front. Can you believe that? Stitcher that is a deal, has that been is. bought. It's crazy. Yep. By SiriusXM. And this is the largest deal in podcasting up to this. Ever? Today, ever. Yeah. Today, this is the largest. Yes, this is the largest.
2: Do you think that Stitcher had a gun and wore a mask for this deal because to me it seems like it's highway robbery? You think they got robbed. Oh my god, that much money? That's yes. A
0: lot, right? Well, try and remember Seriously? that Stitcher is not just Stitcher. It's Midroll Stitcher. Yeah, they have all the things. Earwolf. Yes, they have
1: yes. They yes. have a
0: they have a fully viable network. They have a fully viable advertising agency. And they have their wildly popular app, so I'm pretty sure they got a good deal. You know,
2: I think I, they way overpaid for that.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I do believe that, but I mean, Stitcher scored, so Sirius XM now has Pandora, Adswiz, so they have Pandora, Adswiz, and SimpleCast. Now they've just added Stitcher, Midroll, Earwolf, and Omni, possibly but not Triton Digital. So I guess Triton Digital did not go into that mix. But even if I'm mentioning all these names, how many times, mind you, how many times has there been a back and forth with all of these companies? I honestly can't keep them straight because it's just constant acquisition. It just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it feels like,
0: this says Scripps acquired midroll in 2015 for 55 million and then bought the stitcher app for 4.5 million stitcher's 2019 revenue was 72.5 million so then they were bought for 325 million 265 up front and then an additional 30 million will be paid at the end of this financial year and then – and paid in 2021 and then another $30 million paid out based on 21's
2: financial results and paid in 22. I know. But I'm just – I think it's interesting just because – I think the most interesting thing now with Sirius is they're realizing that they don't need a satellite anymore. that, is that Podcasting true? is basically taken over. Well, I guess they're in the cars now. But when they first started out, you had to have your own radio. You had to have one in your yeah. house. You had one in your car. You had to have the antenna to be able to stick up wherever it was. Yeah, And I just think that now they're realizing that they can do podcasting and not have that whole thing of the satellite and how much it costs to take care of the satellite and everything. And then people can just download from the app and go anywhere with it. So I don't know. I mean, I I think it's a way to use their back catalog or – That's true. Let's say I couldn't listen to Howard in the morning. Well, he was running it on the other channel for the rest of the day. We just rerun and rerun. Well, now, if I miss it, I can just download it and listen to it whenever, shut it off when I want to, not miss anything. Yep. That's what got me into podcasting. Yeah. Was the fact that I could shut it off and come back and not miss anything.
0: Yeah.
1: it's. Um, I think it's an aggregate, you know, in the same way that Spotify has purchased all of these little bits that somehow can possibly at some point feed each other because Spotify also has the ads component, they have anchor, which is the hosting component and they have like the app. There's another one, I think audio, something or other that also edits content. I forgot what it's called. That's under their umbrella as well. Um, And they have, they have like now the talent, of course, right. They have the content stuff too. So they're building like a little bit of an ecosystem that everything kind of feeds off of each other and they control those platforms it seems like SiriusXM is building that out as well. So they have all the little, all the little verticals that affect podcasting are just getting in there and trying to add and aggregate and whatnot. Um, one thing I that I that I'm not clear about because I don't know enough about Sirius, it's a United States company, right? SiriusXM is is it U.S. only?
2: It is. I, well, when they first started out, and again, I haven't had Sirius. In, in a long, long time, but when they first started out, it only uh, the, they only had satellites over the U.S., so it was Canada, U.S., and in the in the parts of Mexico, only where the satellite could beam down uh, to. So I don't right. now I don't know if they put a satellite over Europe or anything like that. I don't know that. But once it, the technology came out where you could take an RSS feed and put it behind a paywall, and only those behind the paywall could get it. Now, all of a sudden, now you are into the serious XM model where you have to pay right. for your content.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and but I think the difference between, like let's say Spotify and a SiriusXM is that Spotify has primarily been a music platform, and they've just started to offer content, podcasting content in general, as well as their independent content uh, content creators. Whereas SiriusXM was essentially founded on the content, right? So you wanted to get those extra shows. You wanted to get those extra voices. People there are more used to, I mean, yes, there's music involved, of course, but there's they're more used to also going to those talk channels that are primarily conversations.
0: The packages are split out. You can get everything or you can just have music, I
1: think. Right. And so, I mean, in that respect, you have people who have Use that because way uh, – gosh, Sirius XM, I, I did listen to it when it first came out, like way first came out. And then I remember that there were all these options, particularly for talk radio, which was very interesting to me. But I think that's what they have going on for them. But that said, though, in terms of Stitcher, it remains to be seen what they're going to do with that. We because hope. that's the number four app in yeah. consumption.
0: We have some live audience members asking whether or not this is good or bad for podcasting because it's hard to know.
1: Yeah, it is hard to know. Yeah, it is hard to know.
0: And actually, yes, Spotify right now is being used more than Apple Music. That's very new news as well. But yes. Um, But yeah, do we think it's good for podcasting? Yes or no? Well, I think that we can't. We don't know really yet until they
1: use the assets. I think that they're acquiring all the things. It's kind of like the way people are hoarding because of the coronavirus and the pandemic. People are like, look, like me. I want to go get a generator, and then I have a generator, and And I don't need more toilet paper. And I haven't used it yet. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where I think that they're purchasing in a like they're just trying to purchase stuff
0: um, to make
1: sure that they're covered but they don't quite know how everything works. And unfortunately, I think that that's that's the biggest problem that I see, that people think, like, if I just buy this or buy this, I'm going to have a solution to a problem, but they don't really understand how the system or the industry actually works and why certain things work the way they work and why, let's say, Stitcher is a number four consumption platform out there because they've built that. And I was telling Robin on the feed that Stitcher is a – is part of podcasting. I mean, they were one of the very 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 first podcast apps out there for they've built a name for themselves from the beginning. That was like one of the first calls to action that we had was listen on Stitcher. That was like way beyond before I think some of the the more common ones. Like I think way before like Overcast, please cor- correct me if I'm wrong about that. I don't really actually know Not really that, before
0: but, Overcast, I'm pretty sure.
1: But it was like way back in the day, so uh, you they ha- they have historical standing even though they've been acquired i think now like two times i think and they've changed um their branding a couple of times too i remember yes. um yeah for sure like we can look at their branding from like the when they started to now and all of that stuff but
0: so now i'm wondering like last year last year when we had midroll as a sponsor for our event we used the Stitcher logo. They wanted us to use the Stitcher logo and they all had oh. Stitcher emails. That's right. Now I bet next time they'll all be Sirius XM and have us Serious so? XM. I don't know. It's just Well see, you like- know
1: how Spotify is different? Like anchor is still anchor. Like I don't True. know if it's gonna be like that. That and also what's gonna happen with Simplecast? I mean... But Anchor's
0: a different product.
1: Why is Anchor... Well, well Anchor, Anchor is also a Anchor, you create podcasts,
0: app. but what they bought is is not... They're not creation tools. They're sales and marketing tools. They acquired shows that are already created and an ad agency to sell it all. So now I wonder also is Mineral going to be eaten up by their sales team or are they going to continue to sell just the podcast like how's that going to work there's two sales teams now selling two different things like do the these guys get to sell the radio shows and do these guys get to sell the podcasts or are they all going to mesh together are they going to keep it separate i mean probably obviously today they're keeping it all separate but i'm just saying like that has to that's going to be an ugly meshing project will also will podcasters have a chance to be a serious show and be syndicated or like i just i'm very curious as to how it's going to work i've worked in companies where they've done this before and it's very it can be very hairy it's interesting but it's very hairy sometimes
1: but yeah but it, but I, that's what i was just thinking about i mean i know like think just think about who like the leadership whatever whoever the vps are and all of the executive people they're all going to have to get into a room and figure out how they're going to have meetings. Meeting. Who do we
0: need? And who's Who going to be doing
1: – Yeah, or who's going to do what and how are we going to know what the other side is doing? And
2: I've been through this twice in the elevator business. Yeah, uh, one company was bought by my company and then, then our company was bought by another company. So in other words, we bought a small – company. the company that I worked for bought a small company and usually what happened was all the management with the small company got laid off. And then when we got bought by the bigger company, most of the the management from my company, which was the smaller company, got laid out. It's going to be a bloodbath for upper management, middle management, all that stuff. It's going to be a
0: bloodbath. uh, Sales teams are going to have it rough because they either have to learn an entirely full set of products and packages and deals or they – I mean if they're smart, they'll keep it separate and just keep the people who are experts in one thing sell that one thing. They're gonna get greedy though because if I were if I were selling podcasts at mid-roll, you damn right I'd wanna start selling serious XM ads too. Or at least be right. like, you know, hey, all my advertisers, you now have this bonus where you can do this too. They're already buying both. ZipRecruiter is on Howard Stern
2: already. Right.
0: So how do they put that all together?
2: If I was a betting man, I would say that they're gonna use Stitcher to put their shows behind a paywall that once you are signed up, you can use that RSS feed to download shows like a podcast and then use it that way.
1: Maybe. Mm. Maybe, yeah, because it seems – I mean, again, I haven't used SiriusXM in forever, so I don't know if it even has a capacity. It doesn't have any kind of capacity for download. It really is just
2: – I don't know that. signal
1: I- to sing- Signal to whatever the device is, right? There's no – and and you could in quote record. I rem- I seem to remember something like that. Like there was a certain amount of memory or allotment for you to have a certain amount of a conversation. Like you know, Howard, you could play in, in the afternoon versus the
2: morning or something. But I think they have an app. If I'm not if I'm I'm not mistaken, isn't there an app for SiriusXM?
1: Yeah. Yes. I yeah, there is it all the time. But I think it behaves very much like streaming. I don't think it's a it is streaming. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, I don't think it has the capability of it. but you're right. You know, I, I, I you're right. You can download uh, John, it, it could be one of those streaming. things where it's like that Stitcher might have a whole, you know, category, catalog inside it that has the Serious XM shows that you can get behind a paywall like like you what you mentioned that if you have Serious XM whatever sign up membership, you can get it this way as a Podcast.
2: What if Stitcher boots all the all the shows off the, the app now? What if they boot them all off now so they can just put the SiriusXM shows in there? What's that going to do they for They would five? never
1: do that. They're the number four app. Do you understand how hard that is? I mean, there are hundreds of apps that are barely hitting 1%. And so to have like the number four, who was the number three forever until Spotify came into the scene, it's that would be that is huge in terms of app, app consumption and app usage that's possibly one of their biggest marketing channels as well think about the users i mean just the users of that app i mean one of the lower end apps i know has right around 50,000 users and that's in the lo- like way below 1% not wide, not around 1% 1, 1 1% so you think about
0: it? Sounds like you're broken. Whoa, 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 one
1: percent. So, but if you, but I think that if they're having that currently, they're I think at two point eight is what their stats are.
2: Really blows my mind that they're the number four because, in my humble opinion. I didn't like the app. That was one of the first apps that I put on my phone for podcasting, and I didn't like it. And as soon as I could find another one, I switched. So I think it's number four because it was there in the beginning.
1: And it was cross-platform. And that's the other thing. You're you're right. You're right, John. And that's what whenever somebody wants to start a new app, that's the biggest thing. we get. Com- we get super addicted to how we consume our content, and it's so hard for us to change. So you're right. I think that's why they're number four. They are possibly the, out of all of the apps, I think they're the oldest one. Oh my gosh. That has been around since forever because before Apple they're Podcast Android. did not exist. Overcast was not there. Castbox is number five. That did not exist. Podcast Addict, number six. That did not exist. Google Podcast just started existing. And then Pocket Cast also did not exist. So Stitcher is the oldest, like the, the, the OG. <laughs> They're still there. Original
0: gangster of podcasting.
1: <laughs> or the old guard. I kind of like the old guard. guard I like original gangster. Now, it's
0: just funny. I
1: like, well, not after you watch the movie with Charlize Theron. Oh, well, watch the old yes, guard. Yes, I do. Wanna, so have good. you seen it?
0: I'm dying to see. it. Yeah, I guard. watched
1: it yesterday. It was great. Cool. It was awesome. All right, I'll watch it. She's quite awesome. And she's, she's aging awesome. beautifully. And I
0: know. Hopefully. She yeah, was asked not to come back to Mad Max anymore because she's too old. I read that. What? I know. She's too old to be in Mad Max, the next installation. She Who researched. is Charlize? Charlize Theron? Are you kidding me? Well, she's o- over 35. She's yeah, but still, Let me you,
2: see. you can't tell as far as I'm concerned. No, she's know.
0: amazing. She's, she's in the Dior commercials and all. She's 44, so she's, she's my age.
1: She's 44. Oh, my gosh. she looks. She, I mean, she's. she looks great. She's 40. She, That's not old. That's me. I'm, I'm way saying, older
0: than her. I'm four years older. She was born the same year as me.
2: Ladies, I hate to tell you, there's some 24 year olds out there that think you're old. So. Fuck you!
1: Well, yeah, I don't true. care if the
2: 24
0: year old thinks that I'm old. I don't think I'm old.
2: I know, but it's I know. I I I think beauty and age is in the eyes of beholder.
0: Doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're immature. That's true. <laughs> and I stand that's by gonna that,
1: statement. Be, that, that. Is that going to be our our title episode that's, title? That's that's yeah, our that's, episode that's, title. That's
0: my motto. Oh, is that our title? Doesn't matter how old you are as long as you're mature. All right, fine. Is that too long?
1: I think it's too long. But alas, I really think that's a good title.
2: It is a cool title for this. I have the maturity of a 15-year-old. I agree with that. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: And and, uh, who cares how old you get?
1: For the last 15 minutes, I would like to talk about what I've been talking about this entire time because we didn't talk about it before and I need to push it. And it's, you know, so before we get started with this though it is really hard i find it very challenging in both of my shows this one and the feed to have like the marketing stuff cuz i know this is this is heart stuff for me but it's also marketing related things that i need to mention like the super squad we have to mention it yeah we have to mention the the she Podcast live yeah we have to mention like And I feel really constricted by that. Like, it feels like whenever it's on the show notes, I'd rather skip it. Like, even looking at it again, I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. But not because I don't love it, but because it feels like work. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Does that make sense?
2: No. Mm -hmm. It does? I don't
1: know. Yeah, it does. It feels like I'd rather find something and be super excited over something and then bring it up to the table. And I think that this, to me, feels like...
2: Self promotion.
1: Self promoting, but at the same time, it feels like it's so close to my heart that I'm a little bit afraid. Maybe okay, that's okay. I'll it share it. <laughs> no, I mean, I still have to talk about it because it's, there's a lot it's of I think indef- it's very,
0: very interesting. It's because it's not something that you get to hear and learn about every day, the differences. And, you know, it, it allows you, I, first of all, I always love demographic statistics anyway because. You get to think about people and cultures in a way that you don't normally think about them. And so if you tell me Latinos listen this way versus this way, then I get to make assumptions like, well, right, because in their culture, this value is more important than this value. So, of course, they would not hear these kinds of shows. They would want these, you know, stuff like that. Right. Whether it's the correct assumption or not, it's an interesting way of thinking about like – even the difference between how men listen and how women listen, like it all makes sense. If you, right. once you hear it, you're like, well, of course. But you know, I'm also like, I like to dabble in human behavior as a hobby. So <laughs> I'm excited to hear it either way. I like to, I'm an amateur psychologist already. So.
1: But what Jess is talking about is the Latino podcast listener report. That was. Yes. That, that Edison you're research about? just put out. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's something that came to being people in Podcast Movement 2019, when there was a lot more Spanish speaker podcasters in attendance. There were lots of meetups and things like that. Lots of people got to meet each other. And Gabriel Soto, who is part of the Edison Research team, I got to meet him at that time. We had a meetup together, and with a lot of other Latinos and a lot of Spanish-speaking podcasters from all over the world, and they everybody got to meet each other. Um, Gabriel met Martina Castro, who who actually was the one behind doing Encuesta Pod, which was she essentially was able to get some data. Her survey was not scientific; it was kind of like opt-in, take the survey kind of thing. Edison Research does it's in science, it's science data, so it is done the way that it should be done in the terms of like that there's not like as much bias as you would really that you would want for right. data. So anyway, Martina and Gabriela got together like at that time and started discussing possibly getting some data on Spanish speaking uh, podcast listeners. So this is about the listeners, Spanish speaking podcast listeners that both speak Spanish, listen to uh, podcasts in Spanish that are both in the U.S. and that have come to the U.S. from another country. So it's, again, U.S. centric. And it really um, was spearheaded by Martina and Gabriel. And then Martina, Julika, uh, Williams got into the scene. And then NPR and Libsyn and Pandora stepped in as sponsors to be able to put this together. So in partnership, we were able to fund this so that this would be pushed forward. And I was a big part of it because I pushed.
0: I was like, we have to do this. Because you this are story. the pushiest of them all we have to do this,
1: Lori. And it was like, I, I, but why does it matter? Right. So I had to get super clear. Like, this is why it matters. This is why it matters because it matters. And But not in those words, (laughs) of course. I know. Cause yeah. But so anyway, I got buy-in on this and this data is really amazing. So we're going to have link in the show notes about this too. But as of you guys listening to this, we have, Martina, and Juleka and I have already done a webinar that you're going to be able to, again, watch because we're going to have a little powwow, a little like redux, a little dialogue around the data that we saw. But I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about some of these things. So I've copied and pasted some key findings in here. And I'm asking maybe John and Jess to quickly scan with your ADD brains, quickly scan to see if there's anything here that goes, hmm, that you go, wow, I did not, that's interesting.
0: Yes, I've anything? already done anything? this. Anything?
1: anything?
0: Okay. I found it very interesting that this audience skews younger. There's not nearly as many 55-plus that are listening. 35% were born outside the U.S. I don't know if we have numbers about the, the general population as to how many were born outside the U.S., but that would be interesting to know in comparison. Um, I found it very interesting that 60% are bilingual and they listen to more music shows than talk, which I thought was very interesting. And also that they listen longer, but it's because it's music and they listen to less spoken word. And I wonder if that is because of something to do with the language or if it, if that is a cultural thing. 35% say the podcasts are too long. Interesting because that's never a problem.
1: Well, but, but see, the, overall. but see what, what it is. It's because these are going to the non podcast listeners. So this, this, oh, this data okay. that you're just reading, those are reasons why they don't listen to podcasts, but they also don't really know what they are. Like, well, I, they yeah. just found out that's a podcast and you're like, yeah, I know. I've heard of podcasts. Why don't you listen to a podcast? Oh, and then these are the reasons why they don't listen. Mm -hmm. These are the ones that I found to be really interesting, that podcasts are too long. This is what they think. The next thing is that you have to pay to subscribe. The next thing is that they're not sure how to listen. And then lastly, that there aren't any podcasts that cover the topics that they're interested in. Which is sad. So...
0: Considering so how terms- many, we always tell people there's always something for someone, it's sad that they don't realize. It. And also that so many people think you have to pay to listen, exactly. which isn't true. Exactly,
1: exactly. I think that th- This is why I feel this data is so powerful because, mm-hmm. again, this isn't about existing podcast listeners. We already know these things. This is about reaching out to a population that has a possible vague idea of what a podcast is and why they don't listen are these reasons. So how can we help dismantle that? What right. do we need to do with our marketing, with our outreach, with the way that we come? You know, And also, one of the biggest ways in which um, this specific population reaches new audiences is via social media, hands down, the way that they discover content. So not necessarily that they are going to be listening to podcasts, but that's how they discover. It's all social media and it's all word of mouth. So again, we are people always go like, how many times should I put this online? Like, what do you do? Where do you send them? Well, You have to understand that that's where they're going to discover your show. So it doesn't matter what it is that they bump into. It really matters how many times they hear from you. I think that that's a huge thing in terms of
0: social. I think it's very interesting that a full 50% are 18 or to 34 thought that was very interesting isn't that insane it's crazy it is super young and i also thought it was interesting that half the people that they surveyed just started listening because of the virus right so it's well first of all compared to a year ago it says they're 80 percent more but half since covid that's only four months right that's crazy that's right. but i mean you know better late than never i guess
1: right well that's what i'm saying and like in terms of like the past think about it 80% of these respondents started to listen to podcasts within the last year. 80%. And that could be what we're we're kind of extrapolating. It's also because now there's more content, right? So we don't we can't really know chicken or egg, right? Like, was it because now they're listening because they had to, kind of thing, or is it because there's been such a huge uprising or uptake mm-hmm. in? podcasts that are spanish-speaking podcasts there weren't that many before there are a lot more latinos that are creating content that is in both languages right that wasn't there before and so maybe it's not necessarily because podcasting wasn't interesting it's now the content is something they want to listen to right? right right so but that's only very recently happened so it's very, I mean, the com- if you think about growing podcasting, this is a huge ability to be able to do this stuff because what we found out is that, and Tom Webster mentions this on the latest episode of the feed, which I will link it to in the show notes as well, because he was on the show. He mentioned that something that he double-checked and triple-checked the data on, which was mind-blowing to him, is that people from first generation, like people, not even first generation, immigrants essentially, coming to the country. So what we found out is that the people who didn't even know what podcasting was, like they had zero idea what the word even was that are coming from a different country. Like zero. Like it wasn't even a percentage, like at all, that were coming from a different country. Zero Mm -hmm. of the people that were surveyed. And that is pretty huge because the possibility to teach is massive. But the other thing is when they find out or like when they do start to listen to podcasts, they're all in. Like they're all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. They're all in. So it's like from not even knowing what it, that it's a thing, like that's an actual thing. To oh my god, this is the best thing ever.
2: I mean, if you speak Spanish and you can tap into that market, my god, it's right? what a opportunity for growth. And number two, and I was thinking about this as far as podcasting goes. No one has been recording any TV shows. There's not been shooting any TV shows. So right. September comes, they're going to be running the same. People are going to be tired. Next thing they know, let's, let's listen to a podcast. I, I've seen this thing a hundred times. Let me listen to a podcast. It might pick up podcasting by people just listening to it because they're bored of TV. Mm-hmm. There's yep. nothing. You've watched all the movies. You've been. I
0: am at that point right now, as a matter of fact. I, I've watched all the things. I have nothing left to give. That's how it
2: feels. I have my TV watching has went down 90% because there's nothing on. Everything is just reruns. And so what I do is I listen to a lot of different podcasts. Matter of fact, I ran out of podcasts to listen to. And I was on a fishing expedition the other day just to find some new ones. Oh
1: my gosh.
2: Yeah. I think it's a a great opportunity an untapped market. If you're a podcaster and you speak Spanish, my goodness, that's where I'd be heading. Right? Yes. That's
1: where you'd be heading. That's right. But thank you so much for letting me, Talk about this. Yay. I'll have all links in the show notes for everybody there, but that's kind of a conversation that's going to keep on happening. There are more initiatives that um, we plan to keep putting forward for Spanish speaking podcasters. But that said, John, we are moving to our last segment of the episode so we can close it out. And this is Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. So you, Mr. John, that are looking for something to listen to, how about you listen to this? Okay. I don't know if I'm into it, but hey, I wrote it in here because what? So Demi Moore has gotten into podcasting.
0: Thank God. And I was
1: like, at first when I saw, oh, she's getting into podcasting, I thought she was going to do yet another interview show, you know, Mm -hmm. because why not, right? right? But alas, check this out. As an escape from her carefully curated life and dying marriage, Diana secretly runs an erotic website where women reveal their intimate sexual fantasies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This six-part show starts and is produced by Demi Moore alongside an impressive and expensive cast with Dirty Diana, writer-director Shauna Festi, or Fest, has created a sex-positive podcast that tells the story of a marriage on the brink of collapse and the hard work that it goes into finding your partner again. Mm -hmm. Dude, Dirty dirty Diana.
0: And it's a narrative show.
2: I will give it a listen. I listened to Call Her Daddy for a little while. Did you? I'll give it a listen and see what what I, I like about it.
1: I mean, it's only six episodes. It's only six episodes.
0: That's all you need, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's being put on by somebody I've never seen or heard of before. Q-Code is a Los Angeles-based audio production studio with an emphasis on scripted narrative stories. And I guess their first podcast was Blackout mm-hmm. um, with Rami Malik, you know, from, you know, the big... Mr. Robot. Bohemian Rhapsody and Mr. Robot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I've never heard of Q-Code. So now that's a place yep. that does audio. So... There you have
2: it. I honestly think audio dramas for podcasting is going to grow. I think it's growing now, but I think there's a huge market for it. Uh, Most of the podcasts that I find now that I really enjoy are podcasts that tell a story. I'll definitely give it a try.
0: They also have Chloe Grace Moretz in a show called Gaslight. That should be interesting.
2: I was going to say, shows like Dirty John and uh, the one where it was Finding Richard Simmons and all those kind of shows that tell a story and you get you keep coming back, mm-hmm. I find them really interesting. And they're produced more than you would find in an interview podcast or something like that. So I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Cool. Let us know what you think. I will definitely do that. Yeah,
1: anybody out there who wants to give us a review on Dirty Diana. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're nerds.
1: Okay. I think we covered all the things. We are
0: done. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there with us today and listening to the entire episode of She Podcast. Good for you is what I say. If you want to find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, please do so. We would love to hear from you and connect there at She Podcast. You can also find our show notes on our website, which is ShePodcast.com. And if you want to send us feedback or have any comments about today's show feedback at shepodcasts.com thank you guys so much for listening we love you mean it goodbye